Cheers! I'm Grant. I'm Danielle. And you're listening to the Sassy Glass Podcast. And today we are drinking pumpkin beer. In each episode, we'll explore the way that your glassware impacts your drinking experience. Whether it be spirits, beers, or wine. Because in our experience, glassware makes a huge splash. Grant is a bit more seasoned with describing his palate. Danielle is just a bit newer to the game. This game is meant for anyone and everyone. And we hope you play along responsibly at home. Welcome to the Sassy Glass Podcast. Pumpkin beer has a long history in the United States. When colonists first arrived, they found the normal ingredients for beer production, like malted barley, were hard to come by. What they did find in abundance were pumpkins. They were native to the area, extremely easy to grow, and the meat of the pumpkin was a good replacement for the malt entirely. Pumpkin didn't contribute to the flavor of the beer, rather it was used for its fermentable sugars, like the malted barley would have been. Other fruits could be used, apples, pears, but at the end of the day, the pumpkin provided the cleanest tasting beer. Somewhere between 1630 and 1643, a song was written called New England's Annoyances, which is considered to be America's first folk song. It featured the abundance of pumpkins in the area and the use of pumpkins for making beer. If barley be wanting to make into malt, we must be contented and think it no fault. For we can make liquor to sweeten our lips of pumpkins and parsnips and walnut tree chips. In the 19th century, malted barley became easier to cultivate, so pumpkins were used less and less. In fact, they started to be viewed as quaint and rustic. It wasn't until 1985 that there was a revival of pumpkin beer. Buffalo Bill's Brewery in Hayward, California, found a recipe for pumpkin beer that was written by George Washington. They planted and grew the pumpkins, roasted and mashed them, and used them in a version of the amber ale they already made. They found that it added, quote, nothing of consequence. Pumpkin is mostly flavorless. When we think of pumpkin flavor, we're actually thinking about the spices associated with pumpkin pie. Think cinnamon, cloves, or nutmeg. Most brewers that were making pumpkin beer stopped using the actual pumpkin and instead supplemented a rich malt with the pumpkin pie spices. The Brewers Association has guidelines for the two varieties of pumpkin beer. Pumpkin or squash beer is brewed with pumpkin and no spicing. Pumpkin spice beer might have pumpkin in it, it might not, but it does have the spices. The Beer Judge Certification Program also outlines a loose guideline for autumn seasonal beers, which captures both. Buffalo Bill's Pumpkin Ale is still brewed and sold. You can also find a huge variety of other pumpkin beers, including stouts, barrel-aged, porters, and even sours. To quote beerconnoisseur.com, pumpkin beer is, quietly, an exemplar of exactly what we want to see in craft beer. Use of local and sustainable ingredients, creative recipe design, and a product that is both flavorful and fuels our nostalgia and whimsy. We at Sassy Glass could not agree more. So today we're drinking three different beers and three different glasses. Let's get into it. So up first is Uinta's Pumpkin Ale. It's a local one for us here in Salt Lake. It's 5%, and they actually do have pumpkin in this one. And then notes of cinnamon and nutmeg are what the liner notes say. 
We'll go ahead and try it first in our uh, affectionately termed beer cairn. Cheers. Lots of that holiday spice right up front. Yeah, definitely smells like an ale, like a craft ale for sure. But it it has some of those spices. It's not quite as intense as I expected it to be on the nose. Mm -mm. You can kind of get that sensation of like the, the, the body of the fruit. Take a really good bite of like pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is it, it's not, it's not like thick or anything, mm -mm. but the it does um, give you a bit of that mouthfeel. And it's, I think for me, it's probably the cinnamon. Uh, when you add cinnamon to something and it almost has like a, a bit of a filmy texture to it. Throughout my entire mouth, it, it, it has that sort of like dusty, puckery kind of texture yeah. all around the mouth. Um, I do like that this one's not very sweet. Because mm. sometimes with pumpkin beers, it, it can get sort of unctuous. This one almost has like a slight bitter note for me. Yeah. Like right at the back. That's interacting with like the cinnamon, nutmeg, clove kind of mix for me. Yeah. It makes me want to go back and get more, but it's not like my favorite part of the flavor. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I really like how this one smells and how it, tasting it afterward that feels like a very like congruent experience. Overall, so far, one glass in, first beer, good start. Tasty, tasty. Now we're going to move on to our the short Pilsner. Yeah, this Pilsner is a, a yeah, Pilsner taster glass. Cheers. I'm getting almost no spice on the nose, which is yeah. interesting. Maybe it's just because this is slightly wider. It's got sweeter notes. Um, the carbonation, because the glass is so much smaller, mm -hmm. uh, it's got more like lift. Like it, it feels more carbonated. Whereas with the beer cairn, it felt like there were like separate elements. Like the spices were so separate from the pumpkin, which was separate from the ale. Mm -hmm. This feels very incorporated. The spices aren't sticking out anymore. I also sort of get like a, almost like a lemony kind of flavor like there, there's something acidic yeah that's with the pumpkin but it's definitely going through the rest of it it makes me think about when you have a like a half yeah. with a a lemon wedge that you actually squeeze in or when you do a lime into a corona it yeah. it has that like very present fresh squeeze of juice yeah, I like that it, it definitely has permeated the flavor, even though, like I said, it's just a different glass. Mm -hmm. I like that this one is sort of in that hef territory. Yeah, this, for me, feels much more hef than it does, like, a standard ale. And as I'm going back, I'm getting, I'm sort of getting further from pumpkin, but I'm enjoying it at the same time. Like, I, I enjoy that the fact that we're, that we're playing in pumpkin land this feels like it's part of the feast not just the pumpkin it's just in this glass for me this one just straight half <laughs> at this point like i'm not getting a lot of other notes on it let's move on to our standard belgian glass oh a little, little double tap there got a lot more spice on the nose and again, this is, it's taking me to a different place. I'm getting much more sweet potato than I am pumpkin. Mm, yeah. 
it's interesting that you do get some of that uh, more yammy sweet potato mm. flavor because aren't a lot of commercially sold pumpkin pies are actually made with yams or sweet potatoes. The majority are actually sweet potato pies. So I think a lot of us have, when we think of pumpkin pie, if we're not thinking of the spices, but we're thinking of the fruit, we are probably thinking sweet potato, if that's our point of reference. Right. Because pumpkin doesn't have a very strong flavor. I will say in the Belgian glass, because of the surface area, I'm just getting a lot more earthiness. Like definitely that, you know, slightly damp fall aroma that you get when you go to like a pumpkin patch or like the, the leaves have come mm -hmm. down. Sort of that dankness. Yeah. I think for this one, I have... This, for me, mouthfeel-wise, is kind of in the middle of the other two glasses. Whereas in this one, it was much more bright and lifted. Our beer cairn first was a bit thicker, almost of a syrupy quality. This one sits right in the middle for me. Yeah, with this, I, I do like the sort of the drama of how just three glasses and one beer can really tell a different story. Yeah. Which just speaks to the idea that when you get a beer get it in the glass that you enjoy it in. Even drinking it out of the can is a completely different experience than having it in the right glass. Oh, absolutely. There, I, I have beers that I prefer out of a can uh, compared to the glass. So that makes total sense to me. Different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell if it's because my first experience with it was just out of a can. And so... Oh, for sure. The, the glass almost gives me... It, it tastes like a different beer, and so if I'm craving the canned flavor... You're going for the nostalgia aspect of it. It's like, no, no, I'm just cracking a beer. Yeah. Go for it. Also, I do really appreciate that a lot of craft brewers now will include either on the website, at the breweries, or a lot of them are putting it right on the cans or the bottles now, what glass they recommend for that particular beer. I don't know that this one does it, but we does. have seen that before, and I I always enjoy that. But it does say, for best flavor, enjoy in a glass. So, Danielle, what is your sassy glass for this Uinta beer? I'm going to go with our first glass, actually, the beer cairn. Beer cairn, okay. Mm -hmm. I do kind of like the mouthfeel. For me, that thicker mouthfeel, that syrupy mouthfeel gives me a lot more of the spice and the the pumpkin flavor it just feels a lot more like a pumpkin beverage yeah i, I think I, I i appreciate that in this glass because it, it is that sort of harvest hearty kind of celebratory yeah concentration yeah and that concentration of flavor is exactly why i think this is my choice for this this beer awesome what is your sassy glass for the Uinta pumpkin ale? Mine is the Belgian, actually. The beer can was a close second for me. I enjoyed that same kind of celebratory fall feast kind of thing. Yeah. But for me, I enjoyed the depth of flavor that I got from the Belgian glass. It just feels like because of how those were incorporated and it felt like they were deepening throughout the course of drinking out of the, the glass. I think that that was a, a second for me, definitely. But yeah, you went to, it's a nice pumpkin beer. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, which one's next? From our friends at Epic, the Imperial Pumpkin Porter. 
This is another local for us here in Salt Lake. This is an epic beer. Great branding. Truly. This one is part of their Exponential series. It's a limited release. Um, they do it every year. Seasonal offerings. Yeah, seasonal offerings. They do some pretty fun things, but because it is more of a limited and they can play with it, it's a bit higher ABV. This one is an 8% ABV, so much more of a heavy hitter than the one we just tried. This one is also a lot more diverse in flavor. It does have pumpkin in it. They've specifically called out that it has pumpkin puree. It's also got Madagascar vanilla. Which is delicious. Allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, and cloves. So all of your other pumpkin pie spice and baking spices as well. Let's get into it. I'm not happy with that beer, Karen. Mm, on the nose, very nice. It almost, it's its a porter, so it's going to have a bit more of the chocolatey uh, Richard flavors and notes to it. Well, and it's an imperial, whereas the last one was not. So mm. this is this is multi-brewed. That's partially why the ABV goes up, but also where those concentrated flavors are just going to have more time to express and develop. That's just chocolate. It's she-thick. I mean, flavor-wise, but... Yeah, I like the, the the there's chocolate in there, but there's also like a bit of a like a mocha note. You're you, yeah, you're, you're going you're going toward that coffee side, like a lot of stouts and porters do. Yeah, absolutely. But I like that it's going with the pumpkin. Like the pumpkin is not lost in that experience. Like it's not just an imperial pour. It's like the pumpkin has been actually really nicely balanced in that. Yeah, the the baking spices are doing really nice things for those chocolate notes. I think. It's a really nice, like, savory chocolate. Not, it's, Yo, it's yeah. like you're you're on the dark side, like baking chocolate kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Savory is the right way to describe that. Oh, that that, that just has a nice richness of flavor because all the seasonings are are not just present, but like they're interplaying. I would love to have this in a like a float, like oh, put some like yeah, yeah. vanilla bean ice cream in there highlight the vanilla because it, mm. it, it is there it is there. it does give me some of that not root beer flavor but that like that same round richness that you get with it and i really enjoy that they've they've leaned into sort of that earthiness that's, that's quite pleasant in the beer can let's try it in our taster our baby pilsner yeah that was better that was much better oh just immediately like fragrant and rich. it's very vanilla for me it's almost mm -hmm. like um it's like vanilla extract like just heavy vanilla on the nose there's something else it's not just vanilla there's something else mm -hmm. for me too i'm getting clove it's vanilla and clove for me i think the the thing that's close to vanilla is it's more molasses mm -hmm. like when you open a jar of molasses and like that flavor just washes over your nose it's thick it's got that sort of like fragrant impact mm -hmm. immediately yeah but it's also got that lingering sweet it's really nice and flavor wise it's it's still rich it feels less rich because it's less concentrated again carbonation in this one feels a lot higher because it's a narrower glass it's barely thicker than a shot glass mm -hmm. for the most of the neck 
I do think that it, it doesn't have quite enough room for me to like really expand until it gets to my mouth. And then in my mouth, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. it has room to breathe. Yeah, going back and smelling it after tasting it, it's just like opening a pumpkin spice. Oh, like, like a little... Like, yeah, one, like one the, little, the, the little the shakers. Yeah. Yeah. It feels almost like a concentrate in this glass. Yeah, it is a lot more spice forward. The spices are way more present. I actually get less pumpkin in this than I did in the beer can. Really? I get all of like that coffee mm. note in there with the chocolate, but I don't get as much pumpkin. It's a little bit lost. Yeah, the beer can has more of that earthy flavor to it that you would expect to have in pumpkin, where the Pilsner glass gives it more of the spice. In the, the Pilsner taster, I'm getting a longer finish. It's lingering in my mouth. Mm. I'm getting some of that chocolate and the spices and everything else. They are sort of staying present longer. Yeah, it's really nice. All right, moving on to our Belgian glass. Yeah, m more in that vanilla extract thing that you said before on the nose. It's less vanilla for me on the nose. Well, see, and for me, it's almost like it's almost like you've gone to like one of those like sugar scrubs with vanilla. Mm. You, you know, the, the, like that yeah. smell. Mm. When when like you open the jar, like I'm gonna exfoliate. Yeah. But that that is sort of the smell I'm getting from this glass. I mean, I can I can see parts of that for sure. I get much more vanilla palette. I was gonna say once I had it, it was like it's all vanilla. I'm actually getting less of that chocolate. It, it's it's more along the lines of like okay, well, when you're mixing the vanilla with the pumpkin and have have more of that, you know, Thanksgiving dinner kind of fall meal harvest flavors. It's a harvest flavor. It's just a great time of the year. We all come together. We have a beer <laughs> and try to be you know filled with gratitude rather than getting into arguments with our extended family at the dinner table. Yeah, I get very different experiences from each glass. Going back to the beer cairn, I've got, like, there's almost a butteriness to it. Mm. Or, like, you're, you're just, you're, you're in the beginning stages of, like, making a cookie dough or something. And now, with the Pilsner taster, I'm getting much more coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Again, less pumpkin in that glass. But the coffee is, like, much more in that porter place. It's really tasty. So while I'm circling in on the sassy glass for this one, do you think you have yours? Yes, I think I do. Okay. So what, what glass has stood out to you? And then we do a final check of all the glasses. It's always good to test that. Whenever you're trying things, it's good to go back and try something again because the experience won't always be the same. My problem is I like all three of these glasses for different reasons entirely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm very much in that ballpark where it's because of this beer, it's highlighting different aspects. And I like all of those aspects. Yeah. This is one that I think is good in the, any of the glasses that you choose. Um, for me, 
ten today in this moment. I'm going to go with our taster because I like the way that the spices are balancing mm-hmm. the chocolate and the coffee yeah. in that one. Um, I'm getting a lot less of that earthy pumpkin. But again, pumpkin itself doesn't have much of a flavor. So right. I'm leaning really heavily into the vanilla, the clove, the coffee in that one. Yeah, and I like that. I think this one in the Pilsner Taster, is it's much more of a porter than the other two are. Mm, the other two yes. still feel like more of a pumpkin beer, whereas this one is closer to that. But I think that you're spot on with the balance there. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't going to be my original sassy glass. I, it, it, I had a different one, one. It was the one I was most surprised by. I, I had a different one, and then I went back and tried them one last time and changed my mind. Which it's good to do. Mm-hmm. For me, it's actually going to be the beer can. Okay. For, for for this tasting right now, that one is just speaking to me more because it's balancing the, the pumpkin aspects, the porter aspects, the fact that it's an imperial, mm. the fact that it has such a breadth of flavor. And I feel like this glass not only delivers flavor wise but also like the aromatics feel very very in line together yeah so, so like the, the, it just feels like the most packaged of the three glasses yeah i i can definitely see that my second place that i almost chose was the, was Belgian. the Belgian. that was my second place yeah <laughs> so we went opposite on our our glass choices then but it, but it's because i i think because you're dealing with a porter the room that it allows the beer to have just allows more of that flavor to develop over time and as you drink it's just like you know peeling back onion skins yeah more more things unravel all the time i will say i am curious a full-sized one of these Mm -hmm. i don't know that it would do the same thing for me possibly not we'll have to try it on to beer three beer three and our last beer (laughs) is a lovely twist on a pumpkin beer it also happens to be Danielle's favorite beer. Yes. Not because I'm a basic bitch or anything, but because I like a spicy beer. And we have New Belgium's Atomic Pumpkin, which is a pumpkin beer. It's made with pumpkin juice, cinnamon, and habanero peppers. It's got a nice kick to it. It's lovely. 6.4. It's a tasty beer. And unfortunately, we can't get it in our state. So we, we crossed state lines to find this beer. The year I found it in a local liquor store here in Utah, I bought basically everything they had left because it was postseason. And then the next year, it was a weekly trip for me. I was picking some up every week. And then they stopped selling it in Utah. And I had to get some from California. And then this year, we went to Colorado and came home with several cases six six packs <laughs> we are down <laughs> to three dangerously tasty if, if you're into a little bit of spice this is an excellent recommendation except don't buy it because we need to buy it <laughs> or buy it and send it to us because you love us and if you don't you will soon <laughs> <laughs> wow that was satisfying
Shall we get into it? Yeah. Also, I haven't had this one in a glass before. This is one I've always had either straight out of the bottle or a can. So this will be interesting. That is just so pleasant. It doesn't necessarily smell spicy, Mm -mm. but it smells different. I know this one's made with multiple peppers. It's not just habaneros, but there's other uh, peppers. The thing I've always loved about this beer is that it, it always unfolds in like a long form. So you don't really get the spice up front. It's it's more like you get that pleasant heat mm-hmm. as you drink it. it yeah, it goes goes over time. Yeah, it it builds in a really nice way. And I think that it plays really well with the pumpkin. If you had a slice of pumpkin pie, whether it would be sweet potato or pumpkin itself, with cinnamon nutmeg kind of thing, and then there's just this gentle heat mm. from the peppers that it's just it plays with it all the way through. It's really tasty. An interesting choice to use juice over the the fruit itself is going to just give it a concentrated flavor. For me, that's how I feel about whenever I've juiced a carrot or an apple or something. Right. It feels so much more intense than eating the fruit itself. Well, it's just because the fruit allows all those receptors to just dance and so you're getting you you are actually getting more because surface area Mm. of a liquid versus a solid i've always really liked this flavor this one is a different style of beer also but in the beer karen this one compared to the last two that we did has it feels like a lot more carbonation so this one just it feels like it has a lot more lift and a lot more room and i think that's part of why those flavors are expressing so well, I also like that with the, the with that carbonation, the spice is sort of in between, sort of going back and forth, mm-hmm. because you have that tingle of the spice, but you also have the tingle of the heat, and you also have the tingle of the carbonation, all mm-hmm. all intermingling. Yeah. Now that we've had a few sips of it, I'm starting to get the heat mm-hmm. from the habanero. And I like that the heat isn't exclusive to like the back of my throat either. It's mm-hmm. it's there, but it's also on my tongue. It's also like you're getting some of the bitter parts of the spice. Yeah. Which are doing really wonderful things with the sweetness of the pumpkin. And then the spice comes in, it's like, I would like to play. All right, let's get into the Pilsner taster. Ooh, interesting. I'm getting more of those peppers on the nose. Yeah, but not like the the heat or spice no. of the pepper, the fruit, like the body of the pepper. Like well, it It's got like the when, when you cook peppers like on the stove, like you put them in a pan when you can smell it when those start to break down. So they get a little sweeter as they cook. It's kind of that smell. Still pretty nutmeg forward. I'm getting a lot of cinnamon when I taste it. It smells nutmeg, but it tastes cinnamon. Yeah, so the smell is is really a blend of those things that are that make up this beer. Flavor wise, this this glass is really highlighting the cinnamon. Even though I'm drinking it, I'm actually not getting as much flavor of the pepper. Like Mm-mm. on the nose, it was like that was what was right in my face. But I'm sipping it now, and I'm like, oh, I'm not actually getting as much heat as I was in the, in the beer can. Yeah, in that glass, it almost comes across like a a cinnamon beer. 
It's not, it's not intense like a uh, big red chewing gum, but it has a similar characteristic. Yeah, um, it's sort of in that place for me. It's almost, it's between like a big red and like red pepper flakes. Mm. I'm somewhere in between those two. Yeah. It's not crazy intense, but it's there. All of it's sort of packaged that direction. This is also an interesting one to do across different glasses um, because that the heat does build the capsaicin builds the more you drink it. Yep. These are going to change as we progress through them. Coming back to the beer, Karen, in a minute. We'll be fine. All right, moving on to our Belgian glass. Excuse you. This is coming across a lot more savory. Oh. Yeah. more heat definitely spices but i'm actually getting less pumpkin for me across the board this one is almost a bit more muted in all of the flavors nothing is standing out balanced in a way that maybe muted isn't correct it's more rounded for sure nothing feels like it's standing out i agree with that it feels safe would softer be a better description possibly well, and that's not to say, muted might be the right one for you. Right. Again, this game is all about your own individual experiences. Sometimes when explaining them, mm. you know, amongst others that you're playing this game with, you will have influences or somebody will say something and will be like, oh yeah, no, that's totally it. Or that's a way better descriptor to what I'm thinking of or what I'm experiencing. Or I'm not getting that at all. Right, or that. <laughs> or, or, or it's, oh, I'm having the opposite experience because mm. for this glass, I'm having this thing. Mm -hmm. Or I'm having, I'm having the opposite experience to what you're having. It feels like in the Belgian, the flavors are not pronounced. It feels like we've gotten to like a very, very safe base flavor, more mainstream, not, not the same level of like characterful spice pumpkin that we had before mm -mm. it's still developing because again of a, because of what you said about the capsaicin it's still spicy mm. it's still got a lot of character it's just by comparison this one that just has a little bit less it just feels a bit more standard beer because i'm still getting all the same flavors i was getting from the other two glasses it's just not the same it feels like a, a very safe balance versus a oh, this is a balance, and then there's this pronounced flavor or aspect. It's still really delicious. Oh, yes. It's definitely the same beer. I just feel like with this glass, it doesn't quite have the same life that I would like it to have. Again, this is one, for me, the glasses are new. Uh, I've always had this one out of a bottle or a can, and I really enjoy it that way. I enjoy it in these glasses as well. It definitely has all those same elements, but each one is a very different experience. Because even coming back to some of the other glasses, I'm going to the Pilsner taster. I got immediately more heat. Also, have a sip of water every now and then as sort of a palate cleanser if it's starting to get a bit muddied for you. Water is a great way to just cleanse and start over. The more stimulus you can throw at yourself, especially while you're hydrating, responsibly, that can definitely influence what you experience when you are trying something new. I see what you mean. 
about there being more heat in this one, in the Pilsner. I, I said it in the last two that that smaller circumference allows for more of the carbonation to come through. And I think the carbonation is what's really carrying that heat. Yeah. I think for this glass, that is a big consideration. And that's where I think for this glass with the Pilsner taster is that it is highlighting certain aspects of the spice and the spiciness mm. of it. I like all of them. It's just it's such a good beer. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the thing about this is that this is just a really good beer. There's not a way that I'm not enjoying this beer. If there is a brewery in your area that does a spicy beer, please let us know in the comments because... We both really enjoy that. We really enjoy it, and it absolutely, for me, is a factor when considering where to visit. All right, Grant, what is your sassy glass for the Atomic Pumpkin? I've gone back and forth on several of them just because I think I have my sassy glass and then I try a different one. I'm like, oh, but I like that one. <laughs> this one is very challenging. I'm also having a very hard time. It's, it's good in every version that I've had it in. But I think for for my experience, I'm going to have to go with the beer can. It has the depth, the heat is expressed, but also like because of the fluted nature of the beer can, because it's bringing all that toward my nose, that for me brings the intensity that I like, in, especially in the spicy beer. Um, it just brought me more flavor. More flavor, more flavor experiences, and being able to lean into that is something that I, I appreciate, is sort of that intensity. So, Danielle, what is your sassy glass? <laughs> that wasn't the question. You like the beer. I like all of them. This is a problem. Part of me also wants to just move the can forward. <laughs> um, there it is. All reliable. It is. It is old reliable. For me, honestly, I don't feel like the glasses elevate this in a way for me that is really above what the can gives me. This is very consistent across all of them. Yeah, I, I will say for me, it was just the beer Karen edged it out. It's that it was neck and neck all the way through. This is a rock solid beer. Yeah. It's just excellent in whatever glass that we've had it in. If I have to choose a glass, though, I think I'm going to go that one. Oh, with the Belgian. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I get more balance of everything. I know earlier I said it was a bit softer, but as the heat started to build, the more that we drank, those other flavors become way more prominent. And I think that is also mm -hmm. uh, a really pleasant thing about uh, a spicy beer or a beer that's made with peppers or it's designed to have heat. Yeah. That capsaicin, it opens your palate up to be more receptive to other flavors. And out of all three of these glasses, this is the one that did that the most for me. 
We hope you had a good tasting and that you learned something new. Let us know in the comments what your favorite seasonal beer is. Thanks for having a drink with us. Responsibly. And stay sassy. That's still really good. Excuse you.